welcome to Riffs and Scripts for another week. Riffs My name is scripts. Amber. My name is Coleridge Brian. Amber, tell me about your sausage. <laughs> um, I should clarify uh, that... She's grown it overnight. I've had a really good couple of days for food, actually. I've had a really good couple of days for food. Oh, my God. So today, me and the boy had homemade chips and made the most elaborate hot dogs ever with both two types of onions. We had like slowly caramelized onions and the little crispy topping onions. Nice. Num, 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 num. Yes. And yes. you know, like num, 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 there's num. a specific type of mustard that is only appropriate for hot dogs, I think. And we had that. <laughs> um, what do you mean? Like American yeah. squeezy mustard? Yeah, yeah we call that it yellow, the shit mustard. The, yeah. yeah, it's great. Shit mustard, yeah. Fucking love it. Um, but then also mm-hmm. yesterday... I found a new recipe that was really healthy and really yummy, but also for lunch, went to a local pub and sat in the garden and had a pizza. I can just hear you eating. Nice. What are you eating? No, no I, I was chewing some gum. I heard. It was flavoursome. Anyway, this is all farting around the oak tree. Sorry, I meant <laughs> the, the, beating around the, the bush. The good old phrase, then, farting around the oak tree. The, yeah, uh, I was thinking beating I around the bush. I believe began during then, the war. Yeah, during the war. <laughs> During the war, when the uh, children like, were sent out from the, the cities, farting around the oak and they tree. and they used to fart around the old oak tree in the villages. That's exactly what happened during the Blitz. Oh God, why have you got? To Sorry, take it to beating the around the bush. I was trying to say beating around the bush, and like for some reason, I had something to do with beating around the bush in my brain, and I couldn't put the words together. Right. Suddenly, we had farting, farting around, around the, the old oak, oak tree. tree. Yeah. Around the old oak tree. I feel like that... Fight around the old oak tree. I, I feel like there thing. is a poem that sounds kind of like that, but isn't that? Maybe Coming around the mountain. No. No. Round, round the are old... We, are we ra- on drugs? No. Are we on drugs really right now? Not. I'd love to be on drugs right now. Oh, yeah, me too. I really wouldn't. I'd freak out. I'd freak out. Depends on the drugs. I Depends already drugs. have a bit of a nervous... Disp- no, I don't have a nervous... That's such a lie. But I don't... I just don't I like... Do. I don't like the thought of uh, something that I can't, like, undo. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, if you're a bit drunk, it sucks, but you can, like put yourself to sleep or you can <laughs> I, I didn't actually, what the fuck? actually sleep like a dog taken like, to the vet you can like as, as gross as it is you can you can vomit up you can, like, chunder. You can have a tactical you can do a tactical chunder exactly if you're tripping oh, you just have to wait this shit out yeah. you have to bare knuckle it and i don't like the thought of that at all do not know, even like, actually bit. that brings me straight into music stuff there's an expectation of musicians to be on loads of drugs all the time mm. and uh, for one thing, the musicians I know who have done that or do that don't end up playing music for very long because no. it costs you so much fucking money being in a band. So, like, you can't and fucking it, afford that shit. A drug habit is fucking expensive. Exactly. I, like, exactly. I feel like that's something people don't realise. It is so I've, expensive. I've not done anything more potent than, like, weed or anything. And I've not done much of that mm. at all. No, like, me neither. Less than ten times. I've, in no, my I've, life. N- I've never t- Probably I've not less touched than anything other. Yeah, yeah. I've like, had, I've had smoked occasionally, but like I've not touched anything else. Do you want? Do you want to hear yeah. a cute story? Oh my god, you'll love yeah, this. Yeah, go for it. When I was a teenager, I was at a house party, and I was yeah. such a little wide-eyed fucking thing. Had never smoked. I was drinking Bacardi Breezers. I was like fourteen. I was such a little good girl, right? I was at this mm. party with really nice people. People who yeah. made me feel safe and accepted. They were good people. They just were drug takers yeah, so course, yeah. um i i got offered a joint and i said no but i understood what i was saying no to and then like there's this powder on the table and they're doing this thing <laughs> where they um they make it into little balls and use rizzler to make a look and i was like i have no idea what's going on and one of them was like do you want a bomb and i was like my brain went you don't know what this is so say no so i was like oh my no, God. no i'm good i'm good thanks though do you know what do you know what i did i went to the bathroom and i called my mum and I just this I, I called her I was like I was like mum what's a bomb and she was like my mum is a very streetwise tough streetwise cookie. she's like no, she's northern right on it mate no she's from Manchester so never no, do she, that that's how they speak in Manchester now I'll slap you <laughs> anyway my mum is a very like down to earth working class woman <laughs> right and she was like um, a bomb of what babe and I was like I can't remember what they called it M-A-A-M-A she oh, was shit. like yeah. M-D-M-A I was like yeah that's it she was like yeah don't take any I was like okay and like this is the thing okay 
a lot of parents would have swooped in, driven like the car and dragged me out of there. You're getting me, out of this party. Let me ask you a question. Why would I call my mum to ask for her opinion and ask her what to do to then go and take the drugs? Do you know what I mean? Like, no, exactly. I would either not tell her and take the drugs, or I tell her and listen to her. So yeah, she she, she kept her cool, and we had agreed she was going to pick me up at midnight, and she still came and picked me up at midnight. And when I got in the car, Aww. she like looked at my eyes and went, "Good girl." In that guy, like she was checking to make sure <laughs> I had the yeah. order. Uh, years later, she did admit to me that she was parked there for a while, just in case. Oh, right. yeah, I yeah, called yeah. again and went, yeah. "Mum, I don't feel okay. I feel unsafe." Aww. But respect back to how we both chose to handle that situation yeah of course yeah it, it, it's weird that like i um yeah i mean for singing as well like i don't i don't smoke anything yeah so you know um and uh, i i rarely drink anyway i think i've just rarely drunk most most of my adult life um well most of my whole life obviously uh in third year i went i went back into halls in third year because it was just so much easier um and i'd had a bad experience in second year living with some people so I was like, I'm just going to go back into halls. I'll meet some new people. It'll be nice. And I can get along with people and it'll be fine. So I did. And it worked out really great. Um, but I went out for Freshers Week. And you know me as quite a... a, a ch- happy chappy. Expressive, happy chappy, jumpy aroundy person. Um, uh, at least when I'm out and about and socialising, social energy. And I'm boom, 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 boom. And I'm like that. And this bloke comes up to me. And he goes, in that accent, mate. You're a music student, yeah? And I go, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you right, mate? How you doing? <laughs> I'm doing the robot mm-hmm. and shit. Um, <laughs> he's like, mate, mate, can you, do you know how, like, where I can get some weed? And I was like, nah, mate, I, I don't smoke weed. Ah, uh, mate, you're probably on MDMA, isn't it? And I was like, no, 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 I'm just, I'm just fucking insane. <laughs> and I'm just raving away while this guy's trying to plug me for drugs. And it was really funny to me because I clearly just give off a vibe. I'm constantly on something, yeah. which makes me happy in a yeah, strange way. I've had this. Like we can reach a level of energy naturally that I think a yeah, lot of people yeah, struggle yeah. to reach. Like I've had people so. say to me, like Amber, though, but you would love MD. I was like, no, I wouldn't. Like, no, but you would. I was like, okay, why would I love MD? They were like, because it makes you really chatty and really cuddly. And I was like, that's, I'm that's... sorry. Do I need <laughs> any help being chatty or cuddly? And I literally, when people said it, because it happened more than once, I just started saying to people, like, do I not hug you enough? Like, I'll hug oh you God. more, man. <laughs> like, I don't need it. I get. Are you can, trying to make me cry? Can you imagine Do you want to make me cry? Me on an upper? Can you imagine <laughs> I know, me on an upper? I know, I know, I would know. Fly through the roof like well, that's, that's nah. been a joke in the band. Like people people have offered us coke and stuff. And No, thank um, you, not a fan. And um like Nafe has said to me, can can you imagine we should never let Cole on coke? Can you imagine what would happen if Cole was on coke? Could just be solidly vibrating. Yeah, for sure. You know? I hate coke. I, coke. Like I can handle being around people like if other drugs are there, but coke, yeah. I, I hate it. I think it's a really nasty, hanging around people, life ruining hang, drug. Yeah, hanging around people that are like on a bit of weed or something is is all right. Yeah, but like it can be a bit fucking boring if you just want to like, oh, I want to do something. Mm. <sighs> you know, but that's that's you know. Or the other way around. It can yeah. really suck when... Okay, so I made a promise to myself after a certain occasion that I would never let a druggie plan my night out ever again because oh a friend God, of ours yeah. who, at the time, he's actually completely sober now, um, at the time took a lot of drugs, was like, we're all going to go to this event. It costs this much to get in. It's going to be sick. And I was like, you know what? Sure. Paid for the ticket. This It was the worst night out I've ever had. But he was on God knows what and just loving life, dancing with like the lasers around him and having the best time. And I was just there like, this sucks. The venue, the music, it was sticky and dirty and gross. And I was just like, when can I go home? So yeah. Anyway, today we're talking about unsung heroes, aren't we, Amber? You did that swap so suddenly that if I wasn't sat watching you, I would think that had been an edit. Yeah, so I've made like a little list of some of the the other jobs aside from acting. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. I don't know, some of them actually do get quite a lot of recognition, but some of them really, really don't. So I've just made myself a little list, can pick things off the list and just have a chat about it, quite frankly. Yeah, yeah, me do too. we I think we both had like a personal someone who did so much for our careers that we wanted to shout out to. Do you want to start or end with those? I mean, um, I think if we start with them, because you know what we're like towards the end of it, we're like, oh God, we've got 10 minutes left. What we got to yeah. do? 
Um, so I think straight away, though this isn't like a typical thing, shout out to Monsieur Barnaby Booth, um, who we've mentioned, I've mentioned plenty of times on here. Basically, we were out of a bassist and he was just like, right, chums up, here we go. Learned all the songs. Mm. He did loads of gigs with us. He's one of my best mates in the world. I play Dungeons and Dragons with him. He's a fucking legend. So Barney, if you're listening, and I know you listen on occasion, you know, much love, you hairy Viking bitch. Oh, hey, friend. There we go. So there we go. Love Barney. Yeah, uh, brilliant bass player. If you need a bass player, look up Barney Booth. Yeah, fair enough. My Mine is uh, my teacher, whose name is Nick O'Brien, and he taught me drama lessons for 10 years. Started off when I was like a little kid, when I was no longer in the little like five-year-old class. I was like eight or nine and started joining the older classes and he taught those. He then was my GCSE drama teacher, got the highest mark in the class. Uh, he was then... Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did, yeah. 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 Not sorry. Um, S- sorry, not sorry. Exactly. Sorry, not sorry. Don't worry. Um, that was a six reference. A lot of people know that, but you're not one of them. Anyway, uh, he yeah, so he was my teacher for like years. And there was a point when I was a teenager and I didn't realise how inappropriate it sounded. But um, between doing GCSE with him and then my normal weekend lessons with him, I was yeah. like, I spend more time with you than any of my aunts or uncles. I'm going to start calling you Uncle Nick. He was like, Amber, please don't do that. That's really weird. I was like, okay. <laughs> and because he didn't want me to and I was a teenager, I did it anyway. He was like, no, this looks bad. This looks no, so this, no, bad. No, no, no. Yeah. Don't tell your mum that. Don't, don't tell your dad that. No. <laughs> exactly. Oh, God. And then I went off to uni and then I came back from uni when I was 21 and he hooked me up with my first agent. Not my first agent. That's a lie. My first agent apart from my child agency. Your so adulthood. My first, first, yeah, adulthood agent yeah. when I was 21. Um, literally, I was like applying for loads of agencies and sending them pictures and whatever and trying to make a please sign me kind of thing and yeah. on one of those days i spoke to him he li- and apparently i later found out he has such a good relationship with that woman that like um he would go to showcases for her so he would actually go and scout for her so oh, his right. his opinion is held very highly nice. to her and yeah he i don't know what he said oh he was also my reference for even jobs that weren't acting jobs he gave me references oh, when I was good. first trying to apply for normal work and when I didn't really have much of a CV yet, he gave me a reference, hooked me up with my first agent. Then when I was trying to get into drama school and I wasn't getting in, it just wasn't going well. I was having all sorts of lessons and going to workshops and this, that, the other. And I was like, it's not working. So I got hold of him again. I was like, Nick, I, I need your help, man. Come help me here. You're, a good, you, you're my teacher. You know how I work. So he he came over to my flat and he did like, some one-on-one lessons with me and it was really sweet we had like pre-agreed a price and then when I let slip that I was waitressing and I was paying him out of my tips he was like oh man and he took like less money from me I was like you really don't need to do that I was ready to pay you this money and it's worth it to me he was like no 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 let's let's go with this much he also this the list is endless he wrote a book um called Stanislavski in practice and when I was a teenager he was like technically this was me doing him a favor I guess but he was like hey how would you feel if there's a day where we do a load of acting exercises a photographer takes pictures and they're in the book I was like sure so Mm. I'm in his book he's just like my fucking hero he has done so much for me over he has helped lay so many foundational like bricks for me in my life so Boom. He's going to be very high on the list of thank yous on my Aww. first big acceptance speech. You know, boom, love him to pieces. Boom, 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 boom. Absolutely. What are some uh, what are some roles you think? Because because we we yeah, wanted to jobs. we wanted to t- speak, pick out some specific people. What's like a, a job or, or a role or some some someone in the world of acting that that is an unsung hero to you? No joke. Top of my list is the Boom Boy. The Boom Boy. Do you not know what that is? No, I assume it's the guy who holds the boom. It's the guy who the holds guy the boom. The guy with the pink shorts in uh, in Star Wars. Oh, right. Look okay. up the guy with the pink shorts, Star Wars. I don't Wars. think I you'll, want you'll to. Anyway. No, um, it's just they did all the filming in Tunisia and this, this bloke was like, man, I'm really hot. So he's wearing pink shorts in the background yeah. of all the, all the background shots. I mean, okay, so... Boom operator is official. I, I, it's technically sexist to say boom boy. But I will say this. It would be exhausting for anybody. Like, even just holding your hands above your head, not holding anything for more than five minutes is exhausting. Like, we can agree on that, yeah? 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. The boom yeah. operator holds the boom, boom in all sorts of angles. They have to avoid showing the boom in the shot or the shadow of them stood there. So they yeah, have to course, they yeah. have to hold this huge metal pole with a huge microphone on the end in yep. the most awkward, uncomfortable positions. If you're ever worried, they've also got a headset going straight to their boom, right? So if there's like, oh, we were filming um, outside not too long ago and like, I think it was a dog or something, it was in a park. There was some kind of noise. The director turned to the boom boy and was like, yeah, of course. did that get picked up? And he's like, yeah. So the boom the boom operator, to be gender neutral, no, yeah. has, it's physically exhausting. I couldn't the do boomer. it. I couldn't physically do it. My arms would give up after like half an hour. And you know, you know filming days are long we've talked yeah, about yeah, this yeah there's geez. so much if you're on like an indie film and there's only one ah oh, it's exhausting and yeah, yeah. absolutely and it, there's so much pressure on it because you have to keep track of what's getting picked up in your headphones versus the noise that's actually around you so that there isn't a take that a director decides that they love that you can't then use because you can hear someone's fucking lawnmower in the background it's a yeah, very yeah, yeah. important unsung hero job so there you go and that's it's immensely top of my physical list. and immensely you know, physical that. so yes um that weirdly reminds me of when we were on Artemis Fowl yeah and do you remember there was this one guy who was just carrying a freaking camera yeah um and they had to bolt him into the chassis of it yeah. I, I mean I don't know it what was it's like called, attached around his waist wasn't it yeah, it was... yeah he was like yeah and he's quite a beefy bloke but basically even then, yeah. they just got a beefy person to, to just have the camera I think yeah. I wonder if that was part of it yeah hold um, this obviously, <laughs> obviously someone who's qualified but you need someone who's just going to be tough enough to just stand there and they would do a take and then maybe maybe we do two takes at once I think that was rare um mm. But then he'd just be like, man, we have to take this off. We have to take this off. And, then, yeah. and immediately they just start unbuckling him because it's just so immensely heavy. Yeah. And it was just to get make, get everything smooth. And like, you've got to really appreciate those people who are going to do that. And it's it's not just that it's physical. It's genuine skills. You know, yeah. like a good boom operator, you know, you'll need them listening in and being able to pick out what's going to happen. And, yeah. and as you say, work out the angles. And, and also it's just one of those things where everyone has like a, their own little their own little uh, job and they are 100% responsible for that little job. So it's up to the boom boy, boom operator, to make sure that they don't mess it up you know to make yeah, sure that they're there's it's so specific and you've got to keep track of your the shadows are a big one you'd be surprised yeah, yeah, course, how often yeah. it's like oh can you hold it there and they go oh, well then my shadows in the in the shot and things yeah. like that like, and reflections and stuff yeah as well. yeah reflections think about how many films like uh, i think napoleon dynamite is one of the ones where you can see like like one of the first shots you can see like the camera and the boom operator um mm. not that i've even seen that film but um yeah I, I love that also um, it shows that whole thing about the best teams are when everyone has just one role that they just fucking do yeah. right or select. And your role, I, and I love you that. do... Yeah, I actually think that's... You a, just fucking a really do it right. And yeah. it, it's really good to have that. Um, it's why defining out, defining roles for people is really good. And should we move on to, 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 to my one? Please. Because mine is also a technical one. Um, as most of them will be for a band. Uh, I've said this before, but it always needs saying again, so I'll be as brief as necessary. Sound engineers in a live setting are just so fucking important. Um, like, if it doesn't matter if you're the best band, the tightest band in the world, if you don't have a good sound engineer, you will sound utterly pants. People will think you are shit. And, you know, even, even you know... The best sound sound engineers can do their best to polish a turd. You can't really polish a turd, to be honest. Um, but they'll do a better job than most. They'll, for sure, they'll do a better sure. job than anyone else will. You know, the best best sound engineers will know how to how to get the best out of you, and listen to your sound engineers. Um, well, I, do you know what? That's that's another thing is that we we spoke about this before recording is that a lot of my roles are things where if you're in the right hands, if you've got a good one of this, then brilliant, you're you're amazing, you should listen to them do everything they say. But sometimes you're going to come across terrible sound engineers and you're going to have to be like, yeah, you need to guide them and show them stuff, which is a nightmare. Um, and, uh, I mean, I remember one, one gig where uh, we had a guy who was at the local university who was doing the sound for us and I plugged my mic in and it just was feedbacking. And he wasn't doing a thing. It was like he didn't know that that was a problem. And it was, or like, that it was his problem. And I was just like, 
mate, you gotta you gotta sort that out. <laughs> you gotta you got help. I, I'm help. just gonna. What do you want me to do here? And he had no idea. So actually, because he couldn't work the sound. I said, listen, our amps can fill up the venue. So he was like, oh, yeah, it's because I've got to put everything through the, the thing, desk. And I'm like, okay, don't put the amps through the desk then. That's the standard practice is to put amps through the desk mm-hmm. and put the drums through the desk. And I just said, do you know what? This room's really small. If you mon- mic up the kick, mic up the snare, and do my vocals and the backing vocals, you don't need to do the rest, you know? Yeah. He was like, oh, okay. But it was because of experience, you know. So good, experienced sound engineers are worth their weight in gold. You know, and buy them a pint. You know, it was a really good display of importance of sound engineers, but also tech runs. Um, so mm-hmm. have you, you've seen A Star Is Born, yeah? I've not, no. Okay, so there's the, the big famous scene is that she's written a song and he's a big singer and he pulls her up on stage to sing the song that she wrote for the world. Yeah, and yeah. they duet it and it's really, really cute. Love it. But in real life, obviously Lady Gaga is the worldwide star and Bradley Cooper isn't yeah, 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 a course, live yeah. artist bless he's not him. a live performer no uh, and actually he went to one of her gigs and there's a video of this you know that it was not planned and I'll tell you how you know it wasn't planned by the tech so she yeah, actually yeah. goes I know he's here I made them find him in his thing and waited for him to walk from oh, wherever yeah, he yeah. was sat in this stadium up to stage and made him do their duet together which Aww. in theory is really really cute Except, but yeah. actually he's there like with my and you can tell that she has been sound checked and prepped and everything is perfect for her voice and he really does just have to stand in yeah, front yeah. of a mic and get given an, an earpiece and on the spot try and do his half of the duet and it doesn't work in the shadows yeah yeah that one tell me something more (laughs) (laughs) my throat is still a little bit fucked this week i'm sorry you guys yeah mine's mine's not great i was was, i've been drinking caffeine and it's not good um i uh just what's funny Mm. is that um lady gaga's a prime example of that because when Metallica released their most recent album, I think, Hardwired, um, which is a great album, actually. I think it's one of the best in a while. Um, they <laughs> uh, they did one of their, I think it's Moth Into the Flame, um, and Lady Gaga did a duet with them. Now, here's the thing. Metallica have used the same sound engineer for fucking donkey's ears, right? Really? And they forced them to use a different sound. It was like the Grammys or... VMA Awards or something like that. It was one of those things. And they were like, we'll get Lady Gaga to a, a duet. And actually, I quite like Lady Gaga. And I, I was like, her. that might be fun. Sorry? I love her. She's an oh, artist. Good. She's cool. She's cool. Oh, I like I her. I love her so much. Um, and they didn't mic up James Hetfield, the singer of Metallica. They didn't mic up his mic. So uh, he's like singing into the mic and then nothing's coming out. And they've just plugged in Lady Gaga. So he has to go share a mic with her. And they did this thing that I thought was a bit tacky, but you know, she's, they do a thing like, "Oh, she's moshing in the corner," and then she wanders over, and then she starts singing. Oh, isn't that fun? But basically, they didn't like, <laughs> like James Hetfield wasn't fucking there oh, to isn't sing. That fun? So, isn't that fun? You know, I just you know, it it, 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 was, it was a fun thing, and then they fucked it up. And apparently, James Hetfield was fucking pissed. I think and I'll be honest. Um, Metallica, I some I, some some of their music I really like, and I'm not like a big Metallica fan, you know, which some people might find blasphemous listening to this. Um, but they're really good, but they have kind of really goes on them, um, particularly Lars Ulrich, and um, yeah, James Hetfield was apparently just throwing his shit around all the, all over the place after they mm. came off stage, and um, I I went to see Metallica once, and this was in Birmingham. Um, at the Gently Arena and uh, the Blue the Sound System and their sound guy is called Mick something right yeah. I think and um, Lars shouted into his mic because uh, part of his mics was working saying Mick are you trying to impress your friends here in Britain now we're back in England is that what you're trying to do Mick you're blowing the sound system and I was like Lars you massive tosser mm. you know um, sit down, Lars. Is a is a funny <laughs> thing because he always stands up and goes. Shut up, Lars. Get your fucking double kick right. <laughs> anyway, anyway, continue. <laughs> Gosh, I've got quite a list. Oh, let's chat about let's chat about the people who make props. Because yeah, boom. 
because I know that we all like to think props that, okay, to them. Oh, oh I was going to. Uh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I think so what I was about to say actually when you were talking was I think the thing that we need to remember as the people who do the performing, as the actor and the musician, is you know there are a lot of people that help us look good. So yep. that could be sound direct, uh, sound directors. That's fun. My personal stylist, my yep. personal trainer, all of that. And um, like we might all love like a minimalist theatre type, you know, a little empty space by Peter Brook, but. Prop makers work so hard. And also, it is bloody expensive. I was directing um, a student production and I gave gave, uh, my DSM. My DSM also handled my props because we were students' budget, you know. But I gave gave her, like, a good amount of money to spend because I wanted it to feel, like, crowded. So we were doing Dr. Faustus and I wanted it to be, like books and certificates and frames and a globe and i wanted it to be this really busy looking office space and you have no idea how quickly the money went and the stage still looked really bare Mm. it looked so bare that me i think i've told this story me and kathleen sat up all night making extra stuff to put on the walls and stuff i don't know if you have told that oh really so 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 hannah ah episode one flashback (sighs) she was my dsm and she took care of the props and then we were watching our dress run and kathleen was my stage manager oh i talk about her on the episode of another podcast that i guessed on that's why that's oh, I see. Was, Cheating yeah. on me. Fine. A little bit, yeah. Um, so... That's right. I've got another podcast coming up. Ooh. You want me yeah, on it? Yeah, you didn't it? like that, did you? Yes, huh? I did, because you asked me to be on it. Did I? And it will come back to Oh, that. no, that's something else. That's something okay, else. Great. That's number three. Anyway, so me and Kathleen were watching <laughs> the dress run, and we were just stood there going... It looks so bare. And you have no idea how many books, how many like crates, how much we'd collected. And yeah, we basically drove to a big hobby craft and we got because it was Fausto Steel. Fucking the, love Hobbycraft, but continue. Right? We got a um, Fucking love it. Huge, it's like crack. Huge bits of card and a calligraphy set. And we made this massive deal with the devil to put across the wall just so that yeah, yeah, it yeah. wasn't... My point is props are really, really expensive. Now, when you're in theatre, which is usually uh, the lower budget end of the industry than, you know, Hollywood, theatre props... It, I, it really stresses stage managers out when props get wrecked and broken or even when like if one breaks it's okay but when actors get careless and it's like okay you've now broken two in the first week of the run yeah. and it's a six month tour what are yep. you doing to me like there's so much on those props like whenever we've had props that have to do a special thing like a top hat that pops out you know or like a yeah, knife yeah. a knife that retracts thick so that you can stab each other without hurting each other you know that stuff is is specific and and actors get very playful with them and we have to really yeah. rein that immature side of ourselves in because yeah. it takes a lot of time and money um or, or a gun that doesn't work and you have to kill a guy with an axe oh my gosh did i tell you about this wasn't really you have an told issue. me about that what the I gun watched it what when I said yeah. it off by my ear? I was there. Oh my god, I couldn't hear for the rest of the scene. Anyway, continue. Um, oh, when I was doing the film, there were these two Australian guys who ran a prop and set art style company together, and they made the Mermaid Tail, right? And you have no idea. So first of all, we they they made hers. They also made one for her stunt double because they were built for the person's body because they had to let some water in so that it wouldn't get stuck on the surface they had to have enough water to let it drop under underwater but not so much it would drag the actor down and be too heavy it was a very Mm. specific thing that they made so they made one for kelly brooke and one for her stunt double whose full name i don't know god i'd love to give her a shout out but i'm pretty sure her name was hannah she was a fucking legend she was a deep sea diver she was so cool my point is they were like what a legend such a legend wherever she is um they were like individually putting scales on this thing they really handcrafted it and then they would they would because it was their stuff it was stuff that they had made and again i do i do like this whole it's your department you take care of it so no one else could really fuck with the mermaid shit that was their department they made loads of other stuff as well they made a lot of the props but they would be like in the water in these shallow pools in the cave grabbing grabbing the mermaid tail to make it move the way they wanted it to move and stuff like they worked hard it was yeah 
It's a cool job. That's it's amazing. a really cool job. That's and cool. I can't do it. And also, this has all reminded me of so much stuff. Last, this, last I, thing so on much this has job, popped into my brain. Continue, continue. Last thing on this job that I just find really disappointing. I'm not going to name the person, but someone who I really love and who is one of the kindest, most playful. I've never had a crossword with her person. Um, she was. She worked in dressing sets and making props for a while and she quit because of how badly she got treated on the indie film circuit because you're not you you, again this is the whole definition of unsung heroes if you think about it like she just got yelled at by directors assistant directors people just like get out the way move fix this why isn't this done why is like she got treated like fucking bullshit household staff in victorian times and it made her so unhappy because that's just not who she was so that's something we gotta we gotta step up and fix boom i do you know what that's even reminded me of something else as well i gotta quickly mention i'm gonna i'm gonna race through okay so just quickly dr faustus i love the whole concept of deals with the devil in music and media in all kinds of forms um, I, I love uh, Paganini and uh, Robert Johnson are big examples of this the myth that, that these musicians were so good at what they did that they must have made a deal with the devil I fucking love that it's just a great concept um, so I just had to mention that um, two what was your what's your opinion um, I, I think you don't generally are a fan but one person shows because I was thinking you know that's a way that people sometimes limit their costs is, if, is, if, is one person shows I mean I can enjoy I watching you, you it would, yeah. I would hate to do one yeah, you said that like you want to bounce off people. And yeah, blah, blah, blah. for sure. I saw a fantastic one-person show about the life of Dickens, and it was yeah. it was brilliant. I actually found the ticket the other day because uh, I keep all my mm. theatre tickets. I can really enjoy them. Yeah. I just if I was to do a one-person show, wouldn't I be would, fun for you, would it? I would need. I would still need a team. I would need a fucking incredible director. I would need. Yeah. I would need so. I'd need something. There would have to be an element. You need to people the job. around you to bounce off. Yeah. I need. There would need to still be a sense of like community in the team. If there was a musician, Absolutely. I don't know. But yeah, I I would never, and I don't think it's a good idea for anyone, quite frankly. But I would never, on my own, off my own back, write, direct, and star in my own one mm. woman show because no, that's sense. a terrible idea creatively. Because you can't watch yourself and it will not be good. In fact, I've I've been and seen some pretty bad one person shows in fringe festivals, and I think that the biggest thing is I'm like I can tell no mm. one looked watched you. You yeah, you yeah. watched you. You know. Yeah, yeah, makes sense. Yeah. Why well, I, I want to make I just I saw a really brilliant. Um, Jekyll and Hyde, uh, one per, one man show at uh, weirdly Blackwell's in Oxford, because um, sometimes a lot of theatre gets done there, and um, it's usually a really fun venue to do it because you get really nerdy, weirdy um, Oxfordian people turning up. So uh, that's, it's just a really good thing. Um, that loads of, I've seen loads of Shakespeare there. It's really cool. Um, other two things that this reminded me of. So you were talking about the costume, and I remembered. Again, I keep keep bringing this up, but Artemis fell because the thing was we had so many extras, and uh, you know the costume and makeup people were fucking run ragged, and oh, I, they were do you remember the, the poor do you remember women. the green LEP costumes? I found out they were like yes, 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 nearly three grand or something each. And by the end of our filming, they were just fucking falling apart and they yeah. were just like trying to put them back together. And they had to un- unzip people from them whenever they needed the loo or something. They used you know, to try and madness. let... I don't know if you noticed, but they used to try and let as many um, makeup and, and facial effects, you know, the, the ears and stuff. They let a lot of them go home after we were all set up. There, yeah, were, yeah, there yeah. were considerably less when it came to taking things off. So yeah, yeah. less people were doing quite the long hours but yeah no it's, it's a hard hard job for um, sure the last thing that that reminded me of was people barking at people with indie cinema i i was in a music video for um a band based in whitney and they're now for for one thing it was really odd because the band weren't there i was working with some actress and um this indie director and the guy who was the manager of the band right which was just a bit odd, anyway, to be honest. Um, they were quite young guys as well, and it was just like, you're not going to come and say hello? Weird. But this guy was just bullying this actress, and he was, like, making out. He was, like, Stanley Kubrick or some shit. And I was just like, mate, you're you're filming a, you're filming a music video for some 17-year-olds, you know? <laughs> also, and, even if you were a Kubrick, bullying isn't okay, but anyway. Yeah, Kubrick's a cunt. Um, so, 
That's just my opinion. Sorry. But, you know, sorry, not sorry. Anyway, mm-hmm. just reminded me, you know, it, it's, it's, I hate people being bullies and I don't yeah. really feel it's necessary. No, like, there's, there's, there's being assertive and being the person in control and being the centre of the room and then there's just being an arsehole to, to some actor who's trying to do their best and because partially your directions are shit. But anyway, can't stand that shit. No. Boom. Anyway, I'll, um, uh, who else have I got? I've got, um, John, I'm going to talk about people who do publicity, actually. Um, so I worked with a company, which I'm going to give a shout out to because I can. Um, Stampede Press. So Rob, if you're listening, uh, Stampede Press. So basically, um, this guy's been picking up, um, contacts in music in magazines, including the big magazines and the small magazines for donkey's years, right? Mm. And, um... Uh, when you do the EP cycle, you need you need reviews done. You need you need you know you need your face in magazines. You need you need their new albums out on this date. Blah, blah, blah. Here's their tour. You know you need that going out. And um, it's all well and good to do your Facebook promo, but you need to set stuff off from multiple sources. Otherwise, it's not going to work out. So we we've always done pretty well to be honest with our um, kind of promotion in that respect. And I contacted Stampede Press, who yeah press company. And um, he just fucking sorted it out. He got everything sent to the right people. We were in Kerrang, you know. We we were. Um, he sent it off to to the classic rock people, which didn't like us probably because we weren't quite classic enough, you know. Mm. That's what happens, I guess. But um, you know, and um, it's just it's a really important part of the process, and people rinse you for that people really rinse you and I won't name names but people have tried to rinse us for that exact service and ugh, you know um, we've been lucky that we've made good calls because we basically checked who's gone with who and whose promotion is quite good mm. so um, Stampede Press was brilliant at that so boom there we go Press great people. yeah for sure I actually did um, a theatre marketing intern one summer when I was at uni it's a really cool job it was so much fun I mean if I was ever to go to a desk job it would have to be something like that but even that Mm. summer I was like oh my god I need to leave this desk I need to leave this desk like but it was a really good company they were lovely and um yeah there is a lot of work that goes on in in press publicity all of this stuff for sure I want to talk about oh go on yeah no, no, go right ahead. I've only got one, uh, one, one bracket left. I mean, there's so many people. There's a lot. <laughs> you know, I'm gonna open quite a. I mean, yeah, we'll see. I want to talk about fight directors and stunt doubles. Oh fucking hell, yeah. Because we forget, we forget that the fights that we're watching aren't real, and I just can't, I can't, exp- I can't stress enough to the people who don't know how much goes into even qualifying so i've got a friend her name is charlotte i love her she's a legend i miss you see me soon um she's done so well my point is she is younger than me she graduated art said the under undergrads the year before i got there so she did her years of stage combat as part of her three-year course she then became an apprentice she for free completely for free taught she was assistant teacher on all the classes i took at art said because it's good to have a second person she then was assistant teacher on my advance because by the way the like the qualified stage combat people they are actually quite a small number in certain areas well they're so, like a community aren't they They are a community and what you do is you you have to you, it's because of the level of qualifications it genuinely takes so when so lewis penfold was my um instructor for basic he couldn't be our examiner so he had to call in someone to be our examiner but then yeah, yeah. when i took my advance the people teaching me also went to art said years before me so they called in lewis penfold to be their examiner you can't examine yeah. the course you've just taught it's a whole thing my point is charlotte worked her absolute nuts off getting qualified and like through her and her friendship with her i realized like you need to get over 90 percent like five times to before you can even hit one fucking one of the hurdles towards becoming a fight teacher and director let's talk my friend um danny is a stunt double 
and I can't even remember the list of qualifications he told me you need. You need to be at a certain, there's certain things you have to do, um, like that are athletic, I think. Yeah, I'm yeah, sorry yeah. if I get this wrong, guys. It is a lot. That's my point. But to be, to qualify as a stunt double, um, you need to have, there are things that everyone has to do. So let's, for the sake of it, say like it's running and swimming or some kind of all round health things. Then yeah, you, yeah. and I think martial arts is in there. I could be wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Danny something, does, Dan something, Danny yeah, does like martial that. arts. So I, I don't know if it's just because he does or not. And then you need to have expert level in a certain number of other things. So you could choose driving to be one you could choose i Mm. I don't know parkour to be i I don't know my point is you have to reach to be a well-rounded person you have to be well-rounded fitness wise and then you have to reach expert level in multi-disciplines before you can apply for the job that's crazy like i feel sorry for myself sometimes on how much actors have to do before we can apply for the job and it is a long list but fuck me stunt doubles have to do so much and then to make it even kind of suckier for them because it's not cheap putting on fights there's insurance there's renting swords or knives or guns or whatever it is and then getting the guy or the girl but getting the person to to choreograph the fight and then teach it to your actors it costs a lot of money so therefore everyone with the exception of the really high budget things is doing it as cheaply as they can which means that when someone finally does qualify as a fight director they get booked for like two days and told to choreograph the whole fight scene and teach it to all the actors in those two days and then leave and it's like no that's not how that works it's not safe enough and they deserve more than that i get that it's expensive i get it but yeah yeah, yeah, it's just it's such a low reward is that a fair way of putting it so much it you put in for so little to get out with those kinds of jobs it's fucking insane yeah absolutely that was quite a rant i just went on sorry mate i gotta tell you two funny things brilliant one's that one's interesting one is funny and i really hope this makes you laugh my uncle who was in a rock and roll band um once dated a woman who was from an all-female stunt team love and they it. were called cunning they were called cunning stunts love it love it so, <laughs> so much i just think that's the best I thing in the to, world i want them to adopt um, me yeah exactly um another cunning thing um, is that um i actually you won't know this about me um but i i absolutely am really passionate about um stunt fighting film even though i know that you 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 do loads of it i haven't really talked to you about it and i i love like i i i Really, am interested in people like Jackie Chan and Bruce Lee and all those oh, big names. And, and, for sure, and, and um, uh, I love it. And one of my favourite things that happened in kind of the last ten years, or it might be longer than that now, probably ten years, of um, of that whole world was the Daredevil uh, yes. Netflix series. Um, and actually, some of those scenes have become quite famous now um, for exactly this kind of thing. So they got they did this type of shot which is like a, a long shot and they basically do a shot that lasts for ages and they would do it all at once they do a long choreographed scene and they'd have some people going off camera and on camera so that they can replace you know the stunt doubles and stuff so the guy who plays can't remember the name of the actor he's a brilliant actor the english guy who plays daredevil wanted to do as much as he could but obviously you know he's limited by not being a stunt person yeah. super martial arts person right so he did a bit and they taught him loads of stuff but um the guy who doubled for him is the same guy who doubles for captain america Oh wow! And um, or when it was Steve Rogers, Captain America. I don't know who it is now, but um, basically the the challenge was you were doing something in the Marvel world, but he's not actually superhuman. He's mm. not like super strong or anything. He's just very hyper aware of his surroundings. Has boxing and kind of taekwondo type training, and so um, he was asked to do this hallway fight scene which is like in this kind of tradition of like old boy or things like that, which is like these long hallway fight scenes where you have a, a, a combat, a story evolving throughout the combat and things happen off screen that you hear, which add to that story and stuff like that. That sounds so and delicious. I love he, it. Here's the thing. Usually you're supposed to take about three months to choreograph something like that. And they just sprung it on the guy and he and his team, and that's all his team. They choreographed it in three days. They, they took three days to choreograph it to, um, track it all out to, yeah, to block where's it all the out camera? Um, yeah. to work with the guy who was gonna the actor who was gonna do like some of the the scenes he didn't do that much of it because there was things like jumping kick 
thing, bollocks. And um, they managed to do it in three days, and it's like one of the most famous modern bits of uh, martial arts in film. See, yeah. my brain's just going, did someone get hurt? Because they no. did it so quickly. No, okay, not, not particularly. Like, it really concerns me. They did about me. three takes of it. Like it, but no, they, these I people think, put their um, bodies through you've so got a, much. You, yeah, yeah, you've got a, you've got a really like Jackie Chan's broken like every oh bone in his body because he just goes for it and everything. How is and he you, still It's worth walking? watching the end of all the Rush Hour films because you see his <laughs> his, his his bloopers. Well, you know exactly. I think we've, we've talked this about this before. before. Like yeah. like when he goes through the grating and something just <laughs> and smacks his chin. Or you yeah. know, okay, you know the bit where he like yeah. he like wiggles for anyone who's not seen Rush Hour two. Where have you been? But like, man, he ain't gonna be in Rush Hour three. He like so he's in Rush Hour and Rush shower too and he's like dodging people so he's like oh I can't run this way there's someone there can't run this way someone there so what he does is there's some kind of counter in a casino so imagine like a bank where you've got the counter and then a little gap where you would hand money through and then like a barrier so that people can't attack and stuff and he wiggles through there and in the final shot it looks great the outtakes are hilarious there's one bit where he he just lines himself up wrong and bounces off it and hits the floor Yeah, he gets up and he goes you can hear like the AD is going you okay Jackie and he goes Jackie always okay and I just Jackie, love always, him Jackie Chan always okay yeah 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 I, I remember that so I remember much. that oh man I've got, I got to say two things well really really proper quick so Jackie Chan Go for it, man. Um, he was in a Bruce Lee film one of the big famous ones can't remember which one right. and Bruce Lee accidentally didn't pull a punch and, and, and hit him and he didn't he didn't hit him hard but Jackie Chan was like pretending he'd been hit really hard he's like oh I feel faint oh. and Bruce Lee's like holding on to him and he's just like oh Bruce I don't feel good oh so, we Jackie could Chan talk about this all day long. Ages. I could talk uh, to you about more how thing. to pull the punches. I know what that is. One more thing, yeah. one more thing about that in um um in, in Jackie Chan things and Bruce Lee things the difference between people like Jason Statham in Transporter and things like every Jackie Chan film ever made because he can punch you and, and not have it hurt you know and, and, and pull your punches and do them close enough yeah, that yeah, it, yeah. basically a lot of um a lot of modern films cut the actual impact of the punch because they want to yeah. make it look fast. Whereas um, in all those proper Jackie Chan ones and the Bruce Lee ones is they don't pull the bit where the impact is made because it, it makes the, the fight look so much more real. And there's there's really interesting kind of whole documentary stuff you can watch on that stuff. Oh, um, I love it. But so interesting. See, Get a lot, people a lot of my stage combat your, training has been for theatre where you, you hide the punch a lot. It's called a yeah, nap. Yeah. Obviously, and um, you always do. And you learn how to... I have learned how to it's the nap is like the noise so you've still got to find a way of making the sound of the hit uh but most of the time you'll do it on yourself um if you need to nap on the other person you have to take a bit of time and go okay we're gonna get comfy in each other's bodies and and see where how much effort i put in to find your limits and this that the other but yeah i have been taught how to quite literally pull the punch and nap on other people it's really cool oh i fucking love stage combat so much. It's really interesting. I want to do. I want to do another course this set. summer. I want to do because I. I can't. I can't dedicate my life to being um, a qualified fight director. I just can't. But I do <laughs> want to be an actor who's got a really good little. Uh, like, you want good grounding and. I want of stuff. a good like arsenal of all these skills. Um, so I've done my advance in stage. I think technically it's out of date soon, so I can always redo it. But even I want to do like further weapons, so I learn about different weapons or uh, fighting for screen because I haven't specifically done a fighting for screen course, which is a skill in of itself my issue is because on a day-to-day basis i'm a teacher i just i am absolutely not permitted to get time off during the term so what i and then when i look for courses that are during holidays they're more often than not standard they're like the first level because most people that are free over the summer holidays are young and haven't done it before like i get it but the only courses i could find that i would want to do i can't do with my job and it's driving me nuts but i've got charlotte on the case that's mad She's my, the, Boom, again get the same it. gal. She's on the case because she knows more people than me, and she there said she'll tell me when she finds one. And this, and she's still doing it. I see her online. She's she went away. I need to know, hear more about this. She went and did like this this like combat retreat. You would I need to show you the film she made because she came back. She she came back with a movie of her doing Jedi fighting and using. I was like, oh my god, oh my god, I just want to be like you. Anyway, yeah. I, she is such a legend and she is working the, um, she has got so many acting jobs lately charlotte you're a fucking legend ah oh, i love one, her one of the people we went to so i didn't really realize this but one of the people who was um involved in the 
piece of cake casting. Yeah. Um, she she did. Um, she's the reason why I got into that was because I got I I signed up for it because Luke had signed up for it. Right. And Luke actually knows her because she used to do security. I think she did even security at one of our gigs once, but never never actually knew her. But they kind of knew each other. So I've got her on Facebook, and she broke her leg, and she's she was doing stunt stuff. She's yeah. just diving and stunt stuff all the time, and she's she's just like basically got her brace off of her leg, and it was buggered for like a year. Wow. Um, but she's getting back to that. She's she was nice. Um, so I will be looking at what she does with interest. But Amber, we we we've been talking for a while. We I've have. got one one list of of unsung heroes left. But you I do think your I'm last gonna have one, a whole episode. I think, I've done I think my I'm gonna have a whole hits. episode on them. Um, I'm gonna say who they are. They're promoters. Okay. But I will do a whole other episode on promoters and why they're important and why great. they're great. I think, yeah, that'd um, be a great promoting. Because I think that's an important thing. You could talk about that for theatre and film all day long as well. Boom. So oh. what do you want to do? We've been recording for, for quite a while. What I thought thinking? we wanted to play 20 questions. Well, that's exactly what I wanted to do, but you know. You were worried I forgot. <laughs> Get that gum out no, your I've fucking got, mouth. <laughs> I just I want to chew. I'm just, I'm just like, I need something to do. I need something to do. Oh, my God. Yeah, I'm um, playing with doing hair, something, You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm. Um, so I've got to think of one this time. Yeah. You did um, the incredible actor, uh, Olivia Coleman. Yes, I did. Last time. The hero that is. So, um, okay, so we're going to do 20 questions. And um, I'm going to put this gum down. <laughs> Please. I hate the sound and in my ears of you. I'm going to oh. do a figure of some kind. Say that again, because I made a I'm going to do a figure of some kind. A figure of some kind. Okay. Great. Boom. Here so we go. it could be. I've not asked any questions. This by figure you mean it could be a fictional character, a human, fictional, someone from history, any of those person. things, some kind of being, some kind of like that you will that you will have heard of. Okay. Are fact, you? Yeah. Are yeah. you fictional? Yes. Okay. Just because of the way you paused, are you mythical? Do you know what? That's actually a hard hard question to answer. Um, are you a figure? Let me rephrase. Are you a, frig- a figure from any kind of myth or folklore rather than like the okay. Grim Tales or something? Okay. I'm going to give you a free long answer here. Okay. Is that the individual character they are is not a specific character from folklore or myth but the thing the thing that they are is kind of from folklore I see okay okay we'll come back to that okay cool thank you so let's let's cool so are you human no there we go that's what was missing okay sorry so I, no, I, no, that no, was a free i hadn't answer. asked you yet so basically so far i know that it's a non-human fictional thing and the creature might be from folklore but there's a specific character i'm looking for such like Bish, puff the magic bash, dragon bosh. for example do you know that what i mean kind of yeah, like, yeah yeah cool. it's something okay um yeah that's fair okay are you from a book yep are you also from a film? Uh, yeah. So that's four. Have I done four that's or five? That's four questions. Four. You've done four questions. Okay. So let's let's try and hone in a little bit on what you are. Can you fly? Fucking no. No. Not unless I put you in a catapult. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I've got to ask, are you from Lord of the Rings or any... Are no. you from Middle Earth? No. Okay, fine. You're not from Middle Earth. Okay, good to know. You think I have a one-track mind, don't you? I mean, how often? I nearly did. I nearly did do something <laughs> from Middle Earth. Um, are you... Okay. I'm just trying to think of a route to go down. Like, do I keep trying to hone in on what creature you are? Or do I try and hone in on what story you're from? It's tough. It's fucking tough, isn't it? Yeah, it is. I've got a great hint for you later. Okay. When you get yeah, it's a bit soon for hints. I just yeah, I, know, I can I know, do I things. You only number so six. You can't fly. Okay. Okay. Here's a question. Okay. Yeah. Even though you are not human, could do you look relatively human the way yes. that an elf or a dwarf or a oh? Do you see what I mean? Do you look relatively human? Um, you yeah. 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 Okay. Cool. I mean, yeah. Are you from Harry Potter? No. Okay. 
Not from Harry Potter and not from Midlands. I knew that question was coming. Well, well, yeah, obviously. It's full of mythical-inspired characters. Stuff. Hmm. I want to work out what creature you are. I think that's exciting me the most. Are you dangerous and scary? Examples of dangerous and scary creatures are dragons and Cerberus. Physically, and, fi- a, yeah, am I physically like a, a physical danger to you? Or a uh, like, giant, like alien, or, or something? Like you know? Yeah. Um, no. Okay. No, I would. Yeah. I would say no. Okay. And this is hard when it's a very specific. This thing. is really tricky. It's hard to because like, I didn't narrow pick down. a human. Yeah. yeah. Are you a villain? I, I, w- I wouldn't really say so. Okay. This character is. This not is a hard. Villain. Okay. Not, uh, let's try and get the story. It's... Let's try and get the story. No. Are you? Uh, I think that was number nine. So, by the way, I, I think, think I got 10. mine on ten. I think I got mine on ten. Yeah, I'm just saying. I think I got mine on ten. So, you know, I'm just. Saying. I think I've had ten. In all honesty. Okay. Let's say it's ten. Okay. Right. Halfway ten. there. You got ten questions left. Ooh. I'm wiggling my fingers out. Okay. I wouldn't call them a villain. Are you written by Terry Pratchett? No. Uh, but that's a good guess because you know me. Yeah, and I and I could I could like get there from that. Yeah, you could get there. Yeah. Uh, I, I wouldn't pick something from Terry Pratchett because I wouldn't know if you were familiar for, for I, it, from I, it. Some I Whereas know I'm really sure well and some I don't know at all. It just yeah, depends. It wouldn't, it wouldn't be fair if I picked a character from Pratchett. Are you from a Victorian novel? Oh, I don't think it's Victorian. Uh, can you give me just a moment? Yeah. I wouldn't, oh, Examples I of Victorian so. probably... novels include Dracula. No, no, of course not. I'm a moron. I'm a moron, I tell you. Uh, it's not Victorian at all. I think okay. that's... How many questions is that? That's 12. That's 12. Okay. No, it's not Victorian. Oh, I'm really... I'm going to... Oh. I'll give you a hint oh, whenever you ask. One more question. Okay. Are you in a Disney film? Oh, I'll have to look it up. What do you mean you'll have to look it up? I don't know if it's Disney or not. I see. Um, here we go. Uh, bum, 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 bum. God, I don't even know how to find that out. Oh, it is. It is a Disney it film. It is a Disney actually. film. Okay. Uh, right, it we're is. Somewhere. Yeah, Walt Disney Pictures. Yeah. The so film is a Disney film. So let's recap. That was twelve, wasn't it? Wasn't that number 12? Or was that number 13? I'll, I'll, yeah, I'm I easy. I don't know. I am trying to be... I, let's say it's I 12. think I have eight left. Yeah, I was too, and then if I was If I'm wrong, confused. I'm sorry, but it's honest. Let's say you've got eight left. Okay, I'm going to be a benevolent let's dictator. Recap. Let's recap. We have got some kind of creature that isn't physically scary, so it's not a dragon or a giant. Kind of human-esque looking, but not too much. I would call this a humanoid. Ish. Give me examples you know, of a humanoid. Help me out. Uh, a bit human, like anything that's a like bit a human. hobbit. But then is again, a humanoid. yeah, yeah. But like, ignore that. Ignore okay. that. Just keep going. Where we you know go. that it's you not physically it scary, but it's not human, and it's in a Disney film, and not a villain. That's a big deal. Well, I think uh, I hesitated on that, but they're not a villain. villain. Okay. If I if I get to fifteen and I'm still a bit at fifteen, give me your hint. Um, yeah, sure. Right, thing. okay, but I can I can do this. I hope you're enjoying this because I am. I am enjoying this. And you might hate me after this. Are you from a Disney film that we would consider part of our childhood? I don't. I don't know. Shall I tell you roughly I how rephrase? old I was when the when the film came out? Because I actually don't know. Yeah, sure, something. Tell, yeah, tell me, that's... tell me, years to years. And okay, I... fine. Um, are you from before? Are you from the twentieth century? The twenty-first century. Oh, I said twentieth, but either way. Yeah, yeah. So, so, one, so, no, no, I'm not. Not you're not which. You're not from the not tw- which. So I, you... Sorry, I. This is from the 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 film of this is from the twenty-first century. It's okay. not from the twentieth. So it's post two thousand. Okay, yeah. okay. Sorry about that. No, that rules out a lot because I was thinking the sword and the stone because you've got like Merlin and all sorts yeah. going on there. I think that was 13. Yeah, that was 13. Okay. 
Okay. Um... Right, let me think. Let me think. I got all the fucking time in the world. It's my podcast. Right, our podcast. Yeah, exactly. Right, uh... Hey, this is a communist podcast. Um... Apparently. Don't worry, chill, bro. I hope you're enjoying it. I am enjoying it. I'm just very competitive. I know. I know this. Do know this you, you have magical powers? Um, I don't think so. Can I just quickly have a look? I don't. I really don't. I don't think so. Okay. No. Got hmm. six left. Hmm. Um, I'm struggling. I'm struggling to narrow it it's, down. It's. I've actually. I feel like I've been mean by accident. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Are you, you animated? Are you from an animated movie? Okay. So this character, to my knowledge, is not animated. However, there are things in the film that we have established exists that are animated. I will give you that for free. So this character is definitely not animated um, in that film. Right. Now I'm really lost. Sorry. <laughs> it's a film that's it's a film that's like a non anim it's not like it's I, I, I will give you it for free. It's not like a Disney animated film. It's right. like a real live action film. Are you from Pirates of the Caribbean? No. Right, I've got five left. Can you give me a clue, please? Do you want a free clue? Yeah. Or do you want a, an expensive clue? Oh, I don't know. I'm going to give you a free clue because, okay. as we've said, I'm a benevolent. I'm dictator. really struggling. Um, this character, uh, you were weirdly close when you said Middle Earth. This character is not from Middle Earth, but there's a good reason why um, that was close. Okay. Because of the nature of how Middle Earth was written, was Tolkien wrote that. That tells me absolutely nothing. Now I feel bad. Right, that means nothing to me. Okay. Um, hmm. I feel like that clue was shit. Well, good it was free. <laughs> Go on, give give me a, a, a medium clue. A medium clue? Yeah. Okay. Um, this character, I would say, is pretty humanoid, but not totally human, really. In how they are. But again, we like, knew that. We knew that already. They're not... Yeah, but they're not like... As in physically, part of them is kind of human and part of them isn't. Right. I see. Okay, that's helpful. Now that's I'm just... Clue. Now my brain that's is just clue. trying to think of Disney movies with centaurs in them and then we're there. <laughs> oh. Um. I'm, now I'm thinking of things like centaurs, minotaurs... Uh, things along those lines. Pan pipes. Are you a fo Ah! I think you're going to get it soon. Are you from any of the Narnia stories? <laughs> of course I am. Why did that take me so long? I am sorry. I am angry at myself. Oh my God. I mean, God. I'm not. I knew those stories inside and out as a kid. I I've thought got four you would, fucking so... questions left. Right. Oh, I'm so angry. All right, I'm just going to go for it. Are you Mr. Tumnus? Yes, I'm Mr. Tumnus. I can't believe that took me so long. I went through all of the big fantasy... Oh, yeah, well, I said, give me one... I said, give me one where I kick myself if I don't get it. And that was it. What a hollow yeah. fucking... Vi okay, at least I got there. I got to Narnia. You did get there. The, you clue, only had, the you had clue you gave me was partially human and a fawn yeah that's hard that is hard especially yeah. with the folklore question that was did a you trick. get the because a fawn is a thing from a fawn it's a folkloric is folklore thing. i know i know i'm with you 100 percent, babe and did you, you, did, did everything you see why right. the tolkien thing like yeah because tolkien and c.s lewis were best best buddies they in were Oxford and i know you did everything i right. was trying to be helpful i f i won but i feel like i lost <laughs> oh, i won I feel like I lost. Such a hollow you know victory. I, mate, I, I fucking love playing 20 questions again. So do I. Oh too. my God. I would love a whole episode where we just play 20 questions. I mean, I'm okay I would with that. do Is that. that weird? Can we do, can we do one of those every now and again where we just play 20 questions or sure. just play some games? Yeah, you know, yeah. We'll we do, do a like game episode. We do a few episode. rounds of 20 questions. We do a few rounds of Muppets. You know, yeah, a few yeah, rounds yeah, of, uh, sure. I can't remember what the other one was, but we did another one. 
Um, I think we did pet peeves so, for a while. That was just us winning. Yeah, we did that. <laughs> nah, it's just us being dicks. Um, oh. We should definitely do an episode where we just play 20 questions. That'd be I'm fucking I'm okay brilliant. with that. I'd just for that. us. Okay. Anyway. Yeah, exactly. And people would love... People, people listen to that. I think that'd be fun once in a while. So I think that kind of healthily rounds off. It does. With, with a bit of success, but bittersweet success for us. It was so bittersweet. You don't know how obsessed I was the with thing, The Lion, the so Witch and the Wardrobe guys, as a kid. Guys at home, like... like <laughs> Amber is a bit of a mythos aficionado, so just a tad, you know, just just a little bit. You know, there's a reason why Medusa was such a big deal for you. Uh, Um, Yeah, because you know, like I have a whole shelf dedicated to that stuff. Yeah, so um, I'm getting into my Nordic stuff actually. Um, I feel like I should branch out a bit more from the ancient Greek stuff. Nordic's really interesting because they kind of had rap battles to decide fights. Um, No. That's the thing that they did. Again, well, it's like well, Hamilton. Vikings, um, words were really important to them. And so, um, like, uh, the importance of being able to tell a good story, even if it's not really true, but it's still, like, the core of it is about something. And that's 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 a thing. That's a whole Viking thing. And I love that. And so, uh, Nordic mythology is really fucking interesting. Mm. So, there anyway. we go. Anyway, you have been listening... To riffs avec scripts. <laughs> My name riffs with scripts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. That's how musicals are written. My name has been <laughs> Cole Bryan. My name has been Amber Savar. Have and, a good uh, week, yeah, you guys. Yeah, Get yeah. yeah. Check us out on, on uh, the riffs and scripts pod on on Instagram and uh, riffs and scripts at gmail Please send us some questions. Send us some juicy stuff. Yeah. Bye, guys. Bye. I, yeah, but it won't actually have been disgusting. on the recording because I was doing this. Yes, I know, but but it was going right in my ear. Uh, no, I can't. Stop it. Oh, I hate that noise. Stop. Stop. <laughs>